The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
It is Jesus. It is Jesus. I pray today, O Lord Jesus, that you will come into this broadcast, that you will by your Spirit grip the hearts of the people as they listen, and that they will respond by repenting and praying and making sure their heart is in you and not in the world. Lord, come today. Have your way. This is your broadcast. These are your people. Lord, we come humbly before you, seeking your face. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I praise you and worship you. Glorious Lord Jesus, I worship you. I praise you. King of kings and Lord of lords, thank you. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Acts, the second chapter. I'm going to begin reading in verse 17. And it will be in the last days, says God, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Even upon my men and women servants, I will pour out my Spirit in those days, and they will prophesy, and I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and a cloud of smoke, the sun will be transformed into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord comes. And it will be everyone whosoever that may call for themselves on the name of the Lord will be saved. Throughout human history, God has been speaking to people, His people, through dreams and visions. Our time is no exception. Now I know that a a lot of people don't like this, and most churches today don't even believe in the supernatural. In fact, in most churches, you'll never hear a single word about the warnings God has been sending to America over and over. These days, so many churches, so many ministries just want to tell you exactly what they think you want to hear, that you can be prosperous and everything belongs to you and you're special and you're blessed so that you'll give them your tithes and your offerings. The church has become in America just a big business and a very profitable business. For many years, this giant religious industry has prospered. I want to say today, the era of church prosperity is over. 
There have been many people receiving dreams and visions about America's future. And many times those dreams and visions are given to people that we would not expect. You recall recently, I did a message entitled, Brace Yourselves. It came out of a vision that was, or dream that was given to Pastor Dana Coverstone, who's the pastor of a very small church in rural Kentucky. He probably never imagined that he would be given a supernatural experience that would be shared all over the globe. He's a very humble man. He was just trying to lead his small church as effectively as he could. In fact, he worked full-time as a pastor, but he also works full-time at a local hospital to make ends meet financially. This is not a man out to make money. He's not a man out after popularity. I think one of the reasons why God has chosen him and given him these dreams is because he's a pastor that still believes in the authority of the Word of God and he still preaches the message undiluted, unvarnished, of the cross of Jesus Christ. Can't say that about most pastors today. They preach only half a gospel, so it's a lie. Now, nobody can deny the things he was shown about the first half of 2020. They came to pass in the exact time frame that he was shown. He was shown the the carnivorous, I'm sorry, the coronavirus. He was shown the coronavirus in advance. He was also shown the great civil unrest that was about to explode in America. But then he was given another experience in which he was shown things about to come in the months of September, October, November, and beyond. And after he shared that experience, he was hit by a tidal wave of hatred and criticism from religious people all across the United States, especially by those calling themselves prophets. He doesn't call himself a prophet. He calls himself a watchman. I agree, I'm not a prophet, I'm a watchman. Some of you maybe did not hear that broadcast, or perhaps some of you don't remember parts of it, so I'm going to read a transcript for you of that first vision, or actually it was the second vision. He said, I saw a calendar. Start with the calendar. As I was having this, the calendar was up, and a white figure appeared to me. It was representing God the Holy Spirit, something pure, something righteous, something very true, something holy, because there was nothing sinister about it. I heard the voice say, Part two, part two. I saw June go, I saw July, I saw August, and then I saw September, and I saw the finger underneath the word September, like it was emphasizing it and tapped it three times. Then I saw October come, and I saw November. And this is when it got real to me in the dream. 
I think the intensity for me, when I woke up, my heart rate was about 180. So that was Monday night. I woke up not feeling very well. I was up during the night, not feeling very well. But anyway, the minute the finger underlined November three times, instead of tapping it, I saw a fist ball up and hit it to hit the calendar. And literally, the calendar exploded into the wall. The numbers seemed that they were 3D, and they were falling everywhere. There was a cloud of chaos that started in there. The next thing I saw, I saw armed protesters. I saw fighting in the streets. I saw people plumbing, plumbing one another. I saw businesses shuttered up, shut. I saw schools closed. I saw schoolrooms with cobwebs hanging in them like things, the, the papers falling off the wall and posters like no one had been there for months. I saw banks, bank buildings with a roof taken off. It looked almost like alien abduction because money was flying through the roof. It was like a, a vacuum cleaner. It sounded kind of strange, but I was watching wealth just being taken. I saw politicians in the black back room making deals with people, putting people on the back, patting people on the back and laughing and smiling and smirking. The dream went on, and he was shown other things, and I believe that these things that he was shown will happen before the election will take place. It will fully play out. Now, you can believe whatever you want. But without a doubt, Pastor Coverstone's warnings are perfectly consistent with what God's been showing others for decades. Now, just a few days ago, Pastor Coverstone had another very unusual experience. This experience was focused on October, but it also seems to pertain to voting during the month of November and some follow-up. He received this dream on August 10, 2020. Now, I'm going to play this in his own words, let him describe for you what he actually saw. Okay, this is Pastor Dana, and uh, I had a dream on Monday night, August 10th, and uh, I haven't said a lot about it because I know when I when I share this is going to make some people mad. And my life's my life's not been the same since I posted that first dream. I never asked for this. I never asked for God to show me anything. I was doing a series of dreams and visions. I thought maybe I'll get some dreams. Maybe some others will get some dreams. But uh, it's been different. It's been a lot different. Um, there's been some concerns from my family because of the dreams I've posted. People showing up at my door um, who then get arrested in my community for being violent. Um. A lot of emails, a lot of phone calls, a lot of messages. I'm not doing this for notoriety. No one's. I'm not getting paid to do this. Had a dream. Simply had a dream, and I'm sharing them because. Um, Hello, everyone. I'm sorry. We've got a 
an ad coming in. I'm taking this off the internet for you, but we're going to go right back. This is Pastor Coverstone from Kentucky. Uh, let's continue. Things that God, I believe, is showing me that the country needs to see. So I'm just going to share this, and you can do with it what you want. Um, I'm not asking God to give me any more. I've not prayed God to give me another dream since I had the first one. They keep coming. And uh, so I dreamt I was in the month of October. I saw the month of October as a calendar and was waving like, like it was being blown by a by a, a strong wind, not a fitful wind, not violent, just kind of a fitful wind, you know. And I saw a finger appear, and it pointed to the second week of October, and it dragged the finger through the third week of the month. So it covered second and third week of October. And then it pointed October 31st, and it held the position. It just kind of tapped it and held it. The first thing I saw was a rock. It came flying out of the sky, and it landed in a large pond. And the ripples started off small, but then they became like vicious waves. Um, like, like when the wind begins to blow stronger and the ripples start to go further out. I saw federally elected officials, faces I recognize. Um, I saw specific state governors. I saw agency leaders. And I saw just radicals, like the people you'd see in Portland or Seattle, Seattle or, or Minneapolis. Um, but they had wicks coming out of their head, almost like a, like a firecracker whip, like a firework wick. And the second week of October is when I saw simultaneously all those wicks coming out of the heads were lit on fire. Federal officials had heads that were the shape of like an old M80. Those folks from the 70s and 80s remember those. The governors had heads shaped like the black cat firecrackers, the, you know, the one and a half, two inch firecrackers. Everybody else had the smaller like ladyfinger style firecracker fireworks. These people are talking and they're starting to get animated. They're starting to yell and they're screaming. Uh, the facial images went from normal and calm to red face, jumping to an absolute out of your mind, uh, out of your mind primal scream. Everybody's head blew up at the same time. These people were still alive, but their heads had blown up. And this resulted in sparks and debris flying all over the area where they were standing. And it started fires around them. And then I saw the protests that were taking place that were still taking place in October. They went up another notch because the, the bystanders who were, who were part of the protests and that were there, that were not being very, very violent and not really getting us involved, the protesters basically said, if you're not doing that, you're not one of us. And they began to assault those protesters who were not deemed as violent or as vicious as they should be. And I saw some of those protesters left on the side of the road almost like they were dead. They'd been beaten because they weren't protesting like the other ones were. They weren't doing all those things that they should have done. If they weren't complicit, they were beat on. I saw I saw the elderly people, and this is what got me. I saw elderly people being attacked. It was an attack on older Americans, the people that hold the Constitution dear, the flag dear, the people that have the, the, the common sense uh, values, commitment to faith and biblical principles. I even saw people trying to get into nursing homes and nursing facilities to attack older people. That's what I saw in the dream. 
And then I saw a $100 bill, a big $100 bill about the size of a flag. It was hanging like a flag on a pole. It was burning from one corner. And it was being lowered, like at the end of the day. And I saw people with their hands over their hearts, and they were crying because their god of money was just being lowered. It was it had lost its value. And it burned until there was about a third of it left. It was a celebration. People were celebrating. While some Americans were just devastated and torn up by what they saw happening, there were people celebrating that the dollar had died. They keep inserting ads for us, but that's the price we pay for taking this off the Internet. Someone even playing taps in the background. And then I saw churches, small churches, small groups of people kneeling and praying. They were wrestling in prayer with the spirit of the age. These people were protected by bubbles, bubbles of safety. There were angels guarding them around, or guarding around them. And these were the faithful core of the church that had not been compromised in their values and their faith. They were being encouraged to stay to stand strong. They were being encouraged to keep preaching, praying, believing. And there were relentless attacks against them. Just like the ones I saw in, in the September drain. There was just relentless attacks against them. If they stayed faithful. They were in the heat of the battle. They were praying. They were fighting. They were wrestling. I say with the spirit of the age, but they were fighting to stay faithful. And they were very few in numbers, but that didn't bother them. And I saw behind each of these, each of these, each of these people praying. I saw a small gate, and I was reminded of Matthew seven, um, thirteen and fourteen. Enter by the narrow gate. Enter by the small road. They never stood up, even though they'd walked through that gate. They just they were right there beside it. Then I saw puffed up pastors, and I saw puffed up prophets, very expensive suits. And they were preaching against the idea of persecution coming. They, they promised prosperity. That they promised health and wealth and only good things. And and uh, and they spoke like their words. As they spoke, their words were like they were slurred, like they were drunk. And suddenly their clothes were coming off. Their tie was loosened and taken off. Their shirt was taken off. Pretty soon they were standing there completely naked. And I saw this rug pulled out from underneath them. And they go flying up in the air. And they're trying to cover their, their, their modesty while they're up in the air. But as they were floating there, I saw money flying out. You know, I saw money flying out from them. All the money that they'd gotten from all the prophecies and, and ministries and things they'd done selfishly, I saw that money just kind of flying. But when they landed on the ground, this is another thing that just really got me. When they landed on the ground, all of them that landed on the ground that were all puffed up bit through their tongues as they landed. And pieces of those tongues went flying, and they were trying to reach out to grab them, but they were always they were beyond the reach. I was reminded of the story of the emperor's new clothes. They were exposed. And then the scene went back to those that were praying, and the warfare was still tense, but the present strength was obvious in those that were praying. And then 
and switch to one last scene. I saw clowns in suits, like circus clowns, and they were they were pouring buckets of oil and grease on the ground in front of election venues. And the science, you know, elections so many days away, weeks away, weeks away. But these clowns were dancing and acting like clowns. They were juggling. And there were people trying to get to, to vote, but they were slipping. They were sliding past the doors, and they couldn't get in to vote. And, and the clowns were actually trying to distract these people from, from doing what they were supposed to do. And they were, they were doing it in a professional way. They were juggling, but they were doing skits. But the skits were sinister, and they were abusive. And they watched anybody approaching the ballot, the, the, well, not the ballot box, but approaching the venue, the building where they were going to vote. They looked at them with suspicion and angst. My dad used to come home drunk every day and hit me. My mom had passed away from giving birth to me, and my dad hated me for it. By the time I was six... I apologize for all these ads, but... They were doing everything they could to keep people from voting. They were trying to distract them from what was going on. And then I saw this big billboard. And it said, Passover 2021. Big things are coming for the world. Big things are coming for the world. And that white figure appeared. And he said, do not stop bracing... For the storm will not pass until I stop the storm. Yes. So brace, brace, brace yourselves. And don't look back. I had that dream on Monday night. <clears throat> I had glimpses of it for a couple days before. I'm sharing it because I feel the profound unction that I need to. I've had people ask me to do a dream a week, a dream a day. I don't want to do that. That is not what I believe God's plan is for my life. Because this has already messed my life up enough. I want to be obedient to what God has shown me. I want to be sensitive to the Spirit of God in my life. And when I see things, I want to say those things and share those things. So I'm sharing them. And you can do with it what you want. You can pray about it, whatever. Some of the things are very obvious in this dream, what they mean, what they are. And I'm sure the attacks on me, my, my ministry, my preaching, everything else is just going to take on a whole new, a whole new um, level. But i got to be obedient to say what I see. So regardless of what you think about me or believe about me, just make sure you're right with the Lord. Make sure you're right with Jesus. <clears throat> our whole world's about to be turned upside down. And you'll be able to watch and see, you know. I got prophets knocking on my door, so-called prophets knocking on my door at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. So obviously people know where I live. Customized insurance, you got to see to believe. Liberty, 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 liberty. 
He said, do not stop bracing for the storm will not pass until I stop the storm. So believers, stand strong. Repent of your sins. Confess those things. Become accountable. Get rooted and grounded back in the word where you need to be. Be praying like never before. Because we're about to be tested, weighed, and measured. And it's going to be very, very obvious in the next several months who's really living for the Lord and who really isn't. Who's been faking it the whole time. So get real, okay? Get real. I've obviously taken this account of Dana, Pastor Dana uh, Coverstone from the internet, and I apologize for all the interruptions with the ads. That's just kind of how they do it these days. I couldn't get a clean, a clean one without those ads. But you heard what he had to say. And there are several things I just want to touch on quickly you need to jot down the second week of October and the third week of October and you need to be very careful as we move toward October 31st because some very strange things are going to begin to happen there is a storm that is coming upon us that we have never before experienced I don't say that for you to be fearful. Brother Coverstone is exactly right. It's time to get real with Jesus. It's time to be very clear about how we stand in Jesus. I read to you the passage in Joel where the Lord said, and Peter read it on the day of Pentecost and said, This is what we're to expect. God will give dreams to old men. Well, he's not old, old, but he's old. Now, we're going to see violence like we've never seen before. We're going to see the White House empty, shut down, The headquarters will be in another part of the world or another part of America. D.C. is going to have fires burning and rioting like we've never imagined. I was here and marched in the Martin Luther King Poor People's March. I believe in racial justice. And I do everything I can to be clear in helping people to walk it out as Jesus would have them walk it out. But I remember the riots in Washington and the burning. It was a frightening time. I believe that was mild compared to what's coming. We'll see foreign troops in Washington, D.C. We'll see U.N. troops in Washington, D.C. I'm telling you, we're in for a very difficult time in Washington.
he saw a hundred-dollar bill hanging like a flag, a big flag on a flagpole. And he saw it burning from one corner. And in his account, he said that it was being lowered and that people were standing with their hands over their hearts. They were crying because their money was being destroyed. They were losing all of the value in the money. And then he says about a third of the dollar was left. That means that two-thirds was burned up. Think for a moment what that could mean. If you have a hundred dollars, when this event takes place in the bank, after the bank holiday, you will have thirty dollars left in the bank. instead of a hundred. So a loaf of bread today that costs five dollars over at Wegmans for a whole wheat loaf of bread, a whole grain, it's five dollars. When this takes place, it'll be fifteen dollars. Would you still buy it at fifteen? In other words, our, our dollar is crashing and there's going to be a complete meltdown in the stock market and the dollar. Now, when's that going to happen? I don't know. He indicates that what he saw happening with the dollar was in the second and third week of October. If you recall in his first vision, he called us to pray in the month of September to pray and prepare for what's coming upon our city to get ready. And what we need to do to get ready is indeed to pray, to set apart time, a set time every day, to sit in God's presence and read the word and wait upon him for direction. Are you safe where you're now living? If burning and looting and rioting break out in Washington, D.C., and even in the suburbs, are you safe? I want to read for you a passage of Scripture that a dear brother sent to me this morning. The first passage is found in Zephaniah 3, verse 12. But I will, leave, I will leave within you the meek and humble. The remnant of Israel will trust in the name of the Lord. And then the second one is again Zephaniah 2, Verse 3, the New International Version. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the land, you who do what he commands. Seek righteousness. Seek humility. Perhaps you will be sheltered on the day of the Lord's anger. The day of the Lord's anger is coming like a freight train upon us. The judgments of God are being poured out, and America is being called to repent. 
the judgments will grow increasingly painful and difficult until America does repent. And of course, you and I are America. He heard taps being played in the background. Taps are for a funeral. The dollar is going to die. Now he saw churches, small churches, small groups of people, kneeling together and praying. And they were wrestling in prayer with the spirit of the age. The spirit of the age is rioting, fighting, bitterness, anger, stealing, looting, killing, raping. The spirit of the age is Marxism and progressive beliefs about socialism and communism. The spirit of the age is a rage after wealth and personal safety. These people were praying. And he saw that they were protected by bubbles of safety. They were guarded by angels around them, guarding around them. He said, these are the faithful core of the church that have not compromised their values in faith. That they were being encouraged to stand strong they were being encouraged to keep praying, praying, believing, and they were relentless. There were relentless attacks against them, like the ones he saw in the dream in September. But these believers, and I'm trusting that you're one of them, remained faithful. They were in the heat of the battle because they were fighting in the spirit against the spirit of this age. They were praying for safety, for provision, and that Jesus would quickly come and stop the storm. Can I tell you what I hear? I hear the storm is not going to stop until Jesus comes. And I want to tell you, we're right on the verge of our Lord Jesus coming again for his bride. We're right there. Now don't tell me these prophecies have to be fulfilled before Jesus can come. No, they don't. Jesus can come whenever he chooses. He is not bound. He is not bound. He is free to obey the Father's will. And we think perhaps we figured it all out, but we haven't. We have to walk faithfully before God and pray. And these are people, Brother Coverstone said, who had entered through a small gate you remember the scripture in, in Matthew seven thirteen and 14 being called to enter through the suffering gate. 
being called to enter the small road, not the Broadway. These are the people who don't spend their time in television. They don't spend their time in internet games. They don't spend their time in football or baseball. These are the people who know earnestly that the end of the world is upon us. And they have given up their social church. And they're now eagerly searching after Jesus. And they're crying out to him. They're setting apart time to wait upon the Lord. They have set apart time for fasting. They've set apart time to search after Jesus with all their hearts and minds and souls. And then he saw the puffed up pastors, puffed up prophets. I want to tell you, if somebody has to tell you they're a prophet, they're not a prophet. My dad used to say to me, if you hear anybody say that they're in charge and you better obey, you can be sure they're not in charge. Someone in charge doesn't need to tell you they're in charge. Somebody who's a prophet doesn't need to call themselves a prophet or prophetess. You'll know they're a prophet or a prophetess by their word and whether it comes true. These modern preachers teach the sinning Christian. They don't teach righteousness and holiness. They teach imputed righteousness. There is no such thing in the scripture. It is imparted righteousness. It is real righteousness. It is a transformed life. These modern preachers that promise health and wealth and only good things, he saw that they were slurring their words like they were drunk. And then their clothes all started to come off. They were naked. It's only the righteous who are going to be dressed in the white robes of righteousness. It's only those who are in reality made righteous by the blood of Jesus. Only those who have on the garments of righteousness. In his dream, he saw the money flying away from these wealthy pastors who, who were so proud of their money. He saw the money flying away from them. And then the painful part, he saw them fall to the ground and he saw them bite through their tongues. In other words, they couldn't preach anymore. Their ministry was taken from them. They were finished. And then he said, the scene went back again to those that were praying. The warfare was still very tense. I pray today that you have a people you pray with. I pray you have people that you trust, that you're accountable to for righteousness, that you're not trying to do this on your own. 
you have to walk humbly before the Lord. And then he saw a big billboard. I want to emphasize this. It said Passover 2021. I'm not sure when Passover is. I believe it's toward the end of April 2021. But this sign, this big billboard, had written on it, Passover 2021. And then these words, Big things are coming for the world. Big things are coming for the world. I want to tell you, big things are coming for the world. The second and third week of October, October 31, big things are coming for the world in November. Our world will never be the same again. We are not going to go back to normal. Normal is over. So, have you been faking your walk with Jesus? Have you been walking with one foot in the world and then going to church on Sunday and playing church? It's time to get real. It's time to get real. The Lord has been trying to get our attention in the church for quite a few years. And he's not been able to get our attention. The vast majority of American Christians don't want to listen to words of rebuke or chastisement. Want to listen to pleasant preaching. Now, you may not believe the warning that I've given today from Pastor Dana Coverstone or that I've spoken. You may not choose to believe it, and that's up to you. You may choose to just continue as you are, not putting any food aside, not putting any water, not putting any gold or silver, not putting aside any way to defend yourself. You're responsible. Great chaos is coming to the United States and to the world. We've been warned over and over that it's approaching. Now you have to decide what you're going to do. Will you pray? Will you seek God with all of your heart? It's your choice. If there's anything I can do to help you, please contact me. Pastor Ray Greenley. Go to the webpage nationalprayerchapel.com nationalprayerchapel.com If you'd like to help this ministry stay on the air, you're welcome. August is very quickly slipping by and the money needs to be there to be able to pay the bill at WAVA. We buy that airtime. They don't give it to us. So go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com, go up to the right-hand corner, click on Donate, and it will open a page, tithe.ly, where you can donate. 
you can give tithes and offerings. Or you can write to me. I'm going to give you that address before we pray. The address, National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. That's the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. If there's any way I can help you, please contact me if you'd like to be a part of what we're doing with National Prayer Chapel. We're a small group. We're praying. We're listening to the Word. We're fellowshipping. We're encouraging and strengthening one another. If you'd like to be a part of that, you're welcome. But it's not a feel-good church. It's a gospel church. It's a boot camp church to get ready for what's coming. So my brother, my sister, I love you. I pray you will respond by getting on your face before God and asking Him about these things. Now let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for giving this message to Pastor Dana Coverstone, and I ask that you would protect he and his family. I ask that you would strengthen him emotionally and physically. Lord, he's overwhelmed by what's happened as he shared these dreams. He's received a lot of angry hate mail, a lot of angry phone calls. Lord, would you please put your armor upon Brother Coverstone? Would you encourage him and comfort him and protect he and his wife and his children? And Lord, I pray for each person listening today. I pray that you will give them a very clear understanding, a very clear vision of what it is you want them to do to prepare for the storm that is breaking upon America. Lord, the storm is already upon us with the coronavirus, with the stores being closed and businesses being closed down, being isolated, losing the jobs and the income. Lord, we're in a crisis in America. I pray that you will cause each to turn to you, for you are our protection. You are our deliverer. You are the one who comes and carries us by your grace and by your mercy. And Lord, you know I've been saying night and day, Jesus, only Jesus. Jesus, only Jesus. Lord, it is only you that my heart desires. And today I come and I just lift up your name. I know my redemption is drawing nigh. And I know for my brothers and sisters who are walking faithfully before you, who have renounced sin and who have turned to you in humility, 
in repentance, in confession of all sin, asking to be washed in the precious blood, Jesus. I know you will hear their cry. I know you've responded to them. I ask that you would strengthen and encourage each person listening now, that none of us would be faking our walk with you, Jesus, but that we would be real Christians. It's time, Lord. The dark is becoming darker and the light is becoming much brighter unto the day when you come in glory. Lord, you're separating the wheat and the chaff. Lord, let it be so today. Separate the wheat and the chaff. Cause the sinner to repent and cause the righteous to pray. Lord, I thank you for this time I've shared with my brothers and sisters. Encourage them now. I pray in your holy name. Amen. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. I want to tell you, I love you. God loves you. He wants you to walk with him. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory.